0: I guess this is number four in a row. We're really making this a thing right now. Um, All right. That's already two us. We're only 30 seconds in. So let's get right into brass tacks, ladies and gentlemen. Always, we're going to do our NFL picks um, to start the podcast today. I got a bunch of different things I want to talk about. Uh, We'll get into that, obviously, afterwards. Uh, this 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 week in particular is shaping up to be interesting and honestly very difficult uh my i really liked the rams going into uh monday night but after a uh, a huge win like that and now like Their whole fucking team is, like, getting COVID. Now, obviously, I'm putting that on the shelf. So I've been kind of scrambling to try and get something together here. And (laughs) I I honestly am a little at at a loss for words. So I think I do have one thing that we're going to kind of put together here. Uh, that I feel at least decent about, but, you know, this this is not going to be my favorite week. I'm, I'm honestly forcing it a little bit here, so bet at your own risk. I mean, anybody who's been taking my picks, you're betting at your own risk no matter what, but, you know, take my word for it these um uh whatever i come up with right now is not my most comfortable confident bet that i've done throughout uh these last 4 weeks we're at 5 and 1 so you know the browns fucking unbelievable how bad they were in the second half as soon as jackson left that game i think anybody who took that after they were up, I think he'd left when they were up like 17 to three or something like that. And, uh, and then they, uh, ended up returning a, a fumble six, I believe on Huntley's maybe his first possession. And you, you pretty much talked that, chalk that one up as a W after that, after it was 24, three, and then they kick a couple consecutive field goals and then score two unanswered touchdowns after that and you miss it by half a point because Cleveland they did attempt a um, like a 40 yarder in the second half. It was like a 42 yarder and the kicker missed it. So that was your game right there. Uh, you know that close to a 6 and 0 start but alas we are 5 and 1 through 4 weeks depending on if you're putting you know the same amount of units on each one. Uh, you're doing pretty good right now, but I definitely want to emphasize that this week we're, um, we're not, we're not, we're not feeling our best, but we push onward. That's what we do here. We got to give the fans what they want. So I think where my head is leaning, um, you know, the Thursday night game, I think that's going to be a great game. I don't want any part of that, though. Chiefs have been covering like crazy. Chargers are either look like a top five team in the NFL or they look pretty bad some weeks. Which one is going to show up this week? I don't know. It's currently Kansas City minus three on the road. Um, you know, KC obviously travels well. It's going to be a good weather game. I don't want any part of that. Uh Raiders Browns Browns are, are given 6. That's another one. I mean, they, they this we're now up to the point in the season where they're doing the December games or the Saturday game. So you got Raiders and Browns and then Pats Colts on Saturday. You know, Browns they they're in the COVID thing now too. Um, everybody's everybody seemingly getting this fucking omicron thing and uh you know, they're gonna be with a without. You know, Landry's out. They got some defensive players out. I'm not touching that. As bad as the Raiders are, I mean, the Browns almost blew a lead to Baltimore with their backup quarterback. So both these teams suck. No thanks. Um, the Colts are giving two and a half at home against the Patriots. This one I like. I do like this one. Um, we're going to work down the slate here a little bit, but this could be, this could be our bet of the week. As much as I love the Patriots, um, you know, I just think that, you know, this is one that could get away from them. Their rush defense hasn't been great. You know, they got gashed recently against Tennessee with their fucking shitty backup running backs. Um. So, we're, we're gonna we're gonna come back to this one. Cowboys, Giants, no thanks. Bills, Panthers, no thanks. Cardinals, Lions, nope. I did like the Jets earlier in the week. Um, they were plus eight and a half at Miami. It's all the way up to ten now. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like if it started going in the other direction, you know, if the Jets got back down to like six and a half, I'd be all over that. But, you know, I don't I don't know, you know, who the fuck knows who's going to be starting a quarterback for them this week. I, I don't I haven't been following, you know, whether or not they're experiencing some COVID issues as well. So we're throwing that one out. Philly-Washington, probably a good game. That's a division game. Philly giving six is honestly a little bit surprising. I don't know whether or not Heineke's going to play. Washington looked pretty bad, even though they covered in the teaser last week against Dallas. Uh, I don't have a feeling on that one either. Uh, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee minus minus one and a half. Uh, This one I do like as well. Uh, I like Pittsburgh in this spot. Coming off a loss... Um, you know, kind of a bad, a ba- I mean, they came back at the end against Minnesota, but for the majority of that game, it looked pretty, pretty god-awful. And Tennessee, even though they played Jacksonville, you know, they're getting a little bit healthier, you know, Julio is back. Um, I don't know what the deal is with A.J. Brown, but, you know, the running backs have been playing okay. And they just blanked. You know, I know it's the Jaguars, but they just pitched a shutout, which is always impressive in the NFL. I do like Pittsburgh. Uh, Again, I'm not totally set on what we're going to do here, so let's hold off for now. Texans, Jaguars. Again, this is another one where I like the Jaguars. But I don't really, you know, oh, God, that's a brutal, brutal, brutal game. I would like the Jaguars better if the Texans. Ever since that that uh, win against Tennessee, they, they they lost to the Jets, and then they've got blown out two weeks in a row. So I would like it more if the, if Houston was playing a little bit better. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna stay away from that one. Bengals Broncos playoff implication game. That's probably a pretty good one. Nothing really too exciting about that. Um Falcons Niners, same thing. Seahawks, Rams, it's down to four and a half now with all this COVID shit. I, I, oof, no thanks. And then um we're not gonna touch Vikings, Bears, or um Saints, Bucks, but um actually Vikings the Bears are interesting again here on Monday night. Primetime game plus three and a half. Jesus. We'll come back to it. Well, we're going to, we're going to come up. We're going to get an official pick of the week here. Um, Packers at Ravens, Green Bay, minus five and a half. That's another one where it's like, I like it, but do I like it enough? I don't know. All these games, I like it, but I don't know if I'd like it enough. Um, and then Saints plus 11 at Tampa Bay. We're not going to take that either way. No. Not with Taysom Hill playing quarterback. No thanks. don't know what you're going to get from that fucking guy. Um, All right. So we've narrowed it down to Colts minus 2.5 at home against the Patriots. Um, Steelers at home plus 1.5 against Tennessee. Um, Baltimore plus 5.5 at home against Green Bay. And Chicago plus 3.5 at home versus Minnesota. Bit of a trend here, uh, liking the home dogs and one home favorite. Um, so, in that situation, why don't why don't we why don't we make why don't we make two why don't we make two bets here? We're gonna split this up. We're gonna split these four picks into into two bets. We're gonna take Indy straight up minus two and a half on Saturday night. Um, I just love that. I love that line. I think two and a half is a good number too. Um, you know, they've come up short in a lot of, in a lot of similar spots like this. You know, I remember Tennessee was one earlier in the year. Uh, they had that home game against the Rams where it was this similar type situation. They've come up short in these spots and this type of number several times already this season. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to bucket take them this time. And this is going to be the one where they finally come through. So it's going to be Colts minus two and a half home against new England. And then the other bet that we're going to do is, you know, I, I we're going to, we're going to leave Baltimore out. We're going to leave Baltimore out because, um, I don't know the status of Jackson and, um, yeah, we're just going to leave that one out. So we're going to do Colts minus 2.5, and and then we're going to put Pittsburgh and Chicago riding the Bears back-to-back weeks. Pittsburgh and Chicago in a two-team six-point teaser. So you're going to get Pittsburgh at plus 7.5, and and Chicago at plus 9.5. And And that's what we're going to roll out. So officially, Indy minus 2.5, and and then a Pittsburgh-Chicago two-team teaser uh, you are getting Pittsburgh plus seven and a half and Chicago plus nine and a half. Those are our, our official bets of the week. So we're going to have two of them this week. Um, you know, the the o, the o and 2 or the, yeah, the 0 for week is impending. And I, I believe that if it's going to be any week, it will be this week because I do not feel super strongly about any of these. Indy probably my preferred of the two. But yeah, that's what we're rolling with. So uh everybody lock it in. Uh bet at your own risk. Taylor Fade, the choice is yours. So another NFL thing that I wanted to do um today before we get into some other stuff is I wanted to give my I think it's time for um you know, uh, picking top five Super Bowl favorites if people want to start looking at towards taking, um, you know, future picks or anything like that. So let me just get the odds up um, so we can kind of decipher which, I mean, you know, I think the teams themselves are pretty obvious. Okay, this is Odd shark from a day ago, so this is very recent. All right. So I think the teams are clear. It's just a matter of, you know, picking the right team with, um, with the, uh, um, you know, the right number. So I think we can all agree that the top five teams to win the Super Bowl are Tampa, Kansas City, Green Bay, New England, and L.A. Um, probably in that order. Um, yeah, I would agree with that in that order. I mean, those are the odds, you know, you could be nitpicky and say, you know, maybe, maybe you like the Patriots better than the Packers. I mean, they're the same odds. So, you know, it's very nitpicky. And I think we could all agree on that with the following teams, following group of teams behind them being, uh, Dallas, Buffalo, Tennessee, and the Chargers. I personally would – yeah, Tampa would be one. Kansas City would be two. I would put Green Bay three because of obviously Rodgers. New England's definitely four because of that defense and Belichick. And then, you know, I would consider maybe putting Buffalo five. I think, you know, two tough games where they're playing – you know, new England in that weird game. And then you got to go at Tampa and they went to overtime with them. And, you know, Brady throws a fucking drag route that gets taken to the house. Yeah. Buffalo's right there too. So I think they may be a team that we could look at in terms of being good value right now. The Rams seem to have gotten back on track after having a couple of weeks where they looked really, really just bad. Um, You know, I'm obviously not a big believer in Dallas. Um, You know, Arizona, also interesting. But they, for some reason, lose every, like, all of their losses are at home. It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I I don't know. I'm hesitant to put them in the top five as as well. I would say, yeah, the Rams and the Bills are are, are right there. Um, And then everybody else, you know, kind of, yeah. Not great. Indy Indy is a is a um all right, so let's just let's just work through it. So Tampa is plus four fifty, KC is five fifty, Green Bay, and New England are six fifty, you get the Rams at nine fifty, and then Cardinals are ten to one, Buffalo is sixteen to one. Those are those are you know the top top level of teams. So you have Dallas is fourteen to one, Tennessee is twenty to one, um, Chargers are 28 to one Niners 30 to one. And then the Colts, you know, Baltimore is not going to get it done this year. They look terrible. Colts are interesting at 35 to one. That is a super, super, super duper long shot. But, um, you know, obviously huge value there. This is a big test for them this week. If they really do cover that number against new England, um, It'll be interesting to see where their odds shift. You know, in mean, both both these teams' uh, perspectives, uh, New England currently around six to one, and Indy at thirty-five to one, with Indy being the favorite in this game, albeit at home. But uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, to revisit these odds next week if this game, if Indy does indeed win this game, um, you know, if they win it by a touchdown, how much does that t- does that change this? So if you do like the pick of Indy and you are looking to take a future bet this week, it would be interesting to take them at their current price and if everything uh you know goes in your favor, uh then you're obviously going to have some value towards your pick. They are currently outside of the uh playoff picture right now. So that's probably why their odds are would they that they are the eighth team. Buffalo is seven. They're eight. They hold the tiebreaker against Buffalo. Um, so I mean, that's definitely a little spooky. Um, but again, that they're 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 a very complete team. And and ever since I think they were they were like a one and four or something like that. Now they're seven and six. They're playing great football. Buffalo is also probably um inflated odds right now as well because they've lost two in a row and on top of that um, you know they're they're <laughs> they're right on the cusp of being outside the playoff picture right now and their schedule is not not too easy down the stretch here either um, let's let's pull it up they got three cakewalks against the Panthers Falcons and Jets and then they're at New England. So, you expect them to go at least 3 and 1 down the stretch here. Um, potentially, I mean, you know, they could win that game in New England. Let's see why not. But they're probably facing inflated odds. They started the year as 12 to 1 and now they're up to 16 to 1. And the fact that they're still 16 only 16 to 1 as the very last seed in the AFC playoffs right now makes me think that you know if they win like if they win that game at New England and retake this division again, you're going to be looking at a p- at a potential situation where you could see Buffalo's odds and New England's odds flip in a matter of weeks, and I think those are the opportunities you kind of look for uh in terms of these you know season long future bets is where can I find the most potential value in a team? Um, that could change in a matter of a week or two. And I think your best odds are Indy and Buffalo. Indy's not out of the the division race with Tennessee either. You know, they're they are 2 games back which it, which is pretty significant at this point in the season. But um you know they play again, which is a which is one that you can make up real quick. And um you know, if they, excuse me, they don't play again, actually. Did they go 0-2 against Indy this year? Yeah, they did. Um, but even still, you know, there's four games left. If Indy loses two of them and, and uh, yeah, even still, if they lose, if when Indy wins out and Tennessee goes 2-2, two two, they're still good. So maybe not so much in the Indy's case. So they're going to have to go and play playoff games on the road the whole time no matter what so maybe that's why they're 35 to 1 but even still they play a style of football that travels so um you know i would say indy and buffalo for those reasons uh where you're just getting a little bit of inflated value just based on where they're at the standings um those those are probably the teams that we look at towards you know returning some some nice value here um you know, the Rams are another one where you know their odds are currently better than the division leading Cardinals. Where are their odds gonna gonna wind up if they get out of the wild wild card spot and end up winning the division? You know they're a game back right now. What if they win that division? They're gonna go from nine fifty to what? You might get you might get an extra, uh, you know, an extra couple hundred points on that on that line. So. You know, these are these are. Uh, I would stay away from New England for the reason why. I kind of like Buffalo. Green Bay is going to win their division. Kansas City was going to win their division. Tampa is going to win their division. Those are the three bet likeliest teams to win the Super Bowl. We all know that. But you could see a drastic increase in the odds improvement for L.A., Buffalo, and Indy in the coming weeks. So those would be the three teams that I would look to. Uh, if you were interested in making, uh, one of these types of bets. All right. So covered a lot of NFL, more than usual NFL ground today. I know that some of you like that. I know some of you prefer the other stuff that I talk about today in the topic and or topics of the week, we're going to talk a little bit about this, uh, coronavirus stuff with the mask mandate in New York and also the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell trial that's going on that seems to be just fucking falling by the wayside in the news. So uh, we'll just talk about the masks first. Um, you know, look, I, I get it. A lot of people are uh, getting this, uh, Omicron, um, and, you know, I just, uh, I, I I don't know, there, there, there haven't been any deaths, (laughs) a lot of people are getting it and feeling sick, I've felt sick now for, like, 10 days in a row, where my stomach I mean, my stomach hurts all the fucking time. That's another thing. I just got a, um, I just did a, uh, food sensitivity test to see what it is that fucking (laughs) bothers me so much. So I should have the results next week. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that and see, um, see, uh, Oh, what the fuck bothers me so much? If anything, uh, I might just be, I mean, I might just, if they come up with the results and tell me that I'm not allergic to anything, then maybe I'm just dying. I have no idea. But, uh, that's a little teaser into next week's episode. I'll have my results by then and we could talk about it. Um. But yeah, I I felt sick now for the better part of like 10 days and maybe it's maybe it's Omicron, maybe it's not. I don't know. People get sick this time of year, or so I haven't fucking driven myself crazy and like, you know, convincing myself that it is or it isn't or like getting tested. Like I'm fucking vaccinated. Like I uh, uh, I'm I'm and people are getting their boosters now. Like I'm way past the point of like caring anymore, especially since Alec Baldwin has killed more people than this new variant of Omicron. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I think it's, it, the, the measures that are being taken to prevent this are very, very drastic. I understand that this is a sensitive topic to people who have experienced deaths in the family, or deaths to close ones via coronavirus, um, you know, that that obviously is near and dear to their heart, and I can understand why it would bother them. But on the flip side, you know, everybody's perspective is so different, right? You know, like a lot of people, like if if you were to just take everything as um as a high level view that's what we're supposed to rely on the news for right is reporting the actual facts of these types of situations without bias without this without that and you know you have you have an entire side of people that are saying fucking covid is not real it's total bullshit uh, and everybody who doesn't think so is being ridiculous. And then you have the other side of it saying that's like, well, it's so deadly. It's this, it's that. It's killing everybody, blah, blah, blah. Both of those are wrong. COVID is real. It's definitely real. But it, you know, the level in which it's portrayed of being dangerous is totally blown out of proportion. I was watching an interview yesterday. Uh it was uh it was some YouTube video of Bill Maher. And you know, the point that he makes is you know, seventy-eight percent of deaths from coronavirus are in the uh obese community. And the interesting part about that is you know at no level of protecting um you know protecting trying to at no level of the government trying to protect people from you know disease and everything it's 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 a two-way street because the government could say wear your masks get vaccinated do everything that you want but people are still unhealthy at a certain point the government can't cannot make you more healthy than you should be by taking it into your own hands. Like the government, no matter how much health care they provide, how many of these fucking bullshit rules they put into place, if you are unhealthy, at a certain point, all of these mandates are not going to protect you. I don't care if, if you're wearing your mask and you get your booster. If you're an unhealthy piece of shit, and morbidly obese, at a certain point, you're going to get sick no matter what. Whether it's COVID or something else, something's going to fucking put you in the hospital. No level of government intervention is helping the majority of unhealthy people in this country. And that's why you see these numbers are the way that they are. And, you know, you have all of the unhealthy individuals that are getting really sick from this shit and being the majority of the population that does uh, being used as evidence or proof towards making these restrictions and doing all of this stuff that makes so many other people so unhappy and angry towards the restrictions and the government policies and all this other stuff that's being put into place. So it's kind of as backwards, where it's like you know it's supposed to be everything that's put into place is supposed to be beneficial to everybody, but it almost seems that their the government policies that are getting put into place are favoring people who are unhealthy and don't take care of themselves so this is not, and I'm not saying this with, a, with like, this is not, nothing is 100%. Yeah, I've said that before on one of the previous episodes. Like, you cannot say anything with 100% certainty. Are, is everyone dying from COVID um, fucking obese or sick to begin with? No, no, not everybody. But a huge percentage of them, yes, are super healthy regular people who take care of themselves, eat well, exercise, are there, have there been people like that to die from COVID? Yes, definitely, definitely. But by and large, a lot of them are not. And you would hope that these types of decisions would be based on the majority of people. It's almost as if that they're focusing, like I said, they're focusing on a very particular subset of people and protecting them for their image, basically, you know, it's almost like a PR stunt. Like I see, I, I go through the subway like uh, every day, people aren't wearing their fucking masks. I go on there, my fucking nose is hanging out of my mask because I can't see because I wear glasses and I'm fogging that shit up. And it's just like, (laughs) New York puts into place this mandate and it's an optics thing. If you don't wear your mask on the subway, people look at you funny. But if you're fucking, if you have it around your chin, like a chin strap, then it's okay. Everything is just totally about optics. It's not actually doing anything. So what's the point? you're protecting a small subset of people and the people that you're trying to protect. People aren't doing it anyway. (laughs) So it's like, what are we doing here? How naive could policymakers be? And, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, you know, a, uh, a A PR stunt, and I guess, you know, trying to act in a way that would be seen as responsible or you know proactive or whatever you want to call it, you know, versus reality. <laughs> and um, you know, I just will never, never, never succumb to you know people's personal feelings about this one way or another. Um the, the reality of the situation is that people are not dying from this variant, and the people who have died and have suffered from COVID um, throughout, you know, this whole fucking how long has it been? A year, you know, a year, a year in like eight months or whatever. The majority of them are are unhealthy people, and. You know, that's, that's just the reality. And I, I, you know, that doesn't make me, it's not that I'm being unsympathetic. I am very sympathetic towards people who have suffered loss in any way, shape, or form. But when it comes to f- affecting businesses and, and doing all of this stuff, from a, we ought to expect from our news outlets and our elected officials to do the thing that helps the majority of people. And if you think that what they're doing by instilling this level of fear and not fucking, you know, they're not they're they're instilling fear and they're not, um, you know, appeasing the vast majority of people, then then how could you how could you have any trust? In this, um, you know, in our government, in this organization, or or in the news that you receive, how could you trust this? If you do your own research about this and put every, you know, predisposition, every um, everything uh, that you're supposed to believe, if you just if, if you just turn the news off, turn off Twitter, put everything aside and actually look at this, I I don't know what person could say that putting masks and doing this whole thing and getting a booster and all this shit is is going to just get rid of COVID. It's not going to. It's not going to really do anything. People are going to get it. People are getting it like crazy. No one's dying. And the mask mandate, still people aren't fucking listening or doing what they're supposed to be doing and they never have. And to think otherwise is totally foolish. For you to say that I'm not going to do X Y and Z because they told me I can't and you're going to just throw all of your belief into these people when they're not even reporting the the <laughs> the actual facts of what's going on, then I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how to help you. I think it's, you know, a lot of people get brainwashed by these sorts of things and say, you know, well, I'm just going to listen to the people who are, you know, educated scientists who are, um, you know, paid lots of money to do this and blah, blah, blah. It's impossible to the point where you have certain news outlets that tell you that this is the deadliest fucking thing. According to scientists, this is the deadliest fucking thing on the planet. And then you have a competing news outlet from a different point of view that's saying, our scientists are telling you that you got nothing to worry about. How could you possibly believe any of that? If you have two different groups of people telling you two different things according to to the same scientists, How could you believe any of this? And if it's, and if it's, and if you can't believe any of it, well, well then what are you supposed to, how are you supposed to act? What do I do? Blah, 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 blah. Well, then you act. I encourage people always, when I have these types of conversations, I encourage you to act in which your personal experience tells you to. You know, if you are from a family or a situation where, you know, you had a, a dear friend pass away from COVID or a dear friend gets super, super sick from it. I mean, I've had COVID. I got super, super sick from it, but I was fine in a couple of days. Um, you know, I wouldn't be even be surprised that because, uh, I, like I said, I, I haven't been feeling well. Would I be surprised that if, I, if I had Omicron? No. I would be totally surprised, but by now it's, it probably came and went out of my system and who the hell knows? I'm going to drive myself crazy. But if you were from the point of view where you think that this is really dangerous, not because anybody's fucking telling you, don't, that's what I'm saying. Don't listen to what these fucking people are telling you because I don't know how you could possibly trust it. It would be very naive to trust these people based on if (laughs) Do your own research for a fucking hour and tell me whether or not you you totally trust these people. Um, but based on your personal experience, if your personal experience tells you that this is dangerous, then act in that way. And don't give a fuck what anybody else does. If you think it's fucking dangerous and it scares the shit out of you, then fucking stay home and leave everybody else alone. If your personal experience like me, my father has been a cancer patient for a long time he doesn't give a fuck. He's totally fine. He's been totally fine. My mom, my dad, they they live in Florida. They do whatever the fuck they want. And like my brother, he got it a couple weeks ago. Totally fine. I've gotten it totally fine. Everybody in my family, my aunt is one of those people where she is very scared of it. And like she acts in that way. And that's fine. My My parents aren't scared of it. And they act in that way. That's fine. They act in that way because that's what their personal experience and personal beliefs tells them to do. But to suggest that the numbers from, well, MSNBC told me this, but Fox News told me that, to believe any of that shit, you have to be crazy. So what I think about this mask mandate is it's just another ridiculous thing where people are are telling us what to do and nobody's actually even doing it properly. So it's like, what's the point? I don't know how much further we have to get into this for just some, some government official with some sense of reason that just says, do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to get the booster because you're scared of this, then fucking do that. If you don't, then God bless you. You're not like spreading COVID is not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep, these variants are going to keep fucking coming out, and people are going to keep fucking getting this shit, and it's never going to stop. You're never going to get rid of it. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens to fucking with fucking diseases. You know? It's like polio. Polio, you got a vaccine, right? And, like, when you you're a baby, you get that shit, and now there's no more pol- polio, right? Like, people don't get polio. But... I'm sure there's a variation of polio that people are getting that's just not called the same. That's what viruses do. They, they, they change and they adapt and they continue to exist. Like the fucking flu. People get the fucking flu every year. There's no difference. If you're a fat, unhealthy fuck and you get the flu, you might die. If you're a fat, unhealthy fuck and you get COVID, you might die. If you're a fat, unhealthy fuck and you don't get anything, you still might die. So I you know, I the, the the belief that this is going to go away completely if we do X, Y, and Z is totally nuts. So I am very much of the opinion that what I see on a daily basis, and from my own personal experience, if you just look around and and See what people are doing and see how people are acting and, you know, think about what, what, what impact COVID, had, COVID has had on you and the people you know. Think about that. And if it's been, if it's been uh, highly impactful, uh, I hope that none of this offends you and I'm sorry for any way that it may have but I think that a lot of people who were to do that some sort you know some sort of reflection like that would be like yeah I don't fucking know anybody I don't know anybody that knows anybody who's been very very severely impacted by this and what does that tell you and I'm sure that if you do that if you did that it was probably before the vaccine Like, uh, I would be very surprised to hear, and I encourage anybody to reach out to me. Uh, I encourage, because I don't know, I obviously don't know everything, but I would be very surprised to hear somebody tell me, like, yeah, I know somebody that, you know, got really sick and passed away uh, after they had the vaccine. I would be very surprised to hear that. So, you know. My personal belief is that this new mask mandate is complete bullshit, but whatever. I'm going to fucking Florida in a couple weeks, and they don't have that shit down there, so I won't be here. So I don't give a fuck, really. And that's just what it is. And you have all of this shit going on, this hysteria, all of this shit is going on. Omicron's freaking people out while nobody has died. And... At the same time, you have this Ghislaine Maxwell trial going on where (laughs) another, just another stone cold case towards why you can't trust so many of these institutions is just falling by the wayside. Nobody's talking about this. Nobody's talking about this to the point where people who are talking about this on Twitter are getting fucking banned. They're getting banned from Facebook and Twitter. People who are reporting on this shit. Why? Why is that happening? You know, you are allowed to fucking like the, the level of censorship towards people who don't have popular opinions, who don't, who are reporting on, unpopular things to the mass institutions are getting fucking cancelled they're getting blocked they're getting their voices taken away when has that been okay that's literally a violation Uh, well I mean I guess it's not the government necessarily doing this but it is a violation of of free speech if you're just telling people they're not allowed to say or do certain things like that, that does nobody understand that that's a violation of free speech People are reporting on a case where this woman and Jeffrey Epstein, who, if you have no idea who these people are, I mean, they were basically like, um, I guess the the right word to describe them would be like socialites, I guess, um, you know, uh, yeah, they're just, you know, basically they're, they were in the in crowd. They would, they, they were, um, sort of like influencers of the eighties and nineties. They were just popular. They were in the in crowd, you know, they were, you know, kind of par- party animals, this, that, they, you know, they were big, big on the New York, uh, elite type person social scene. And, uh. Basically, what what's gone on is, you know, F- Epstein had been in and out of jail from like the mid 2000s for, you know, doing terrible things with children, especially. And, um, you know, he most recently went to jail a couple of years ago where he was found dead. And there were, you know, reports, um, what was at least released um by and large from the mass media was that he committed suicide and then you had one doctor who kind of went out on a limb and said no <laughs> like the, the from the autopsy um it was uh, that he was killed um you know the the uh let's see if I could find it really quickly yeah here we go autopsy It appeared likely that Epstein had thrown himself violently off the cell's top bunk, which would explain the damage he suffered other than strangulation. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Broken bones in his neck. Um, Then you had one one other doctor, a New York City medical examiner, who ruled Epstein's death by suicide by hanging. Um, yeah, Michael Baden, an independent pathologist hired by the Epstein estate, observed the autopsy in in October 2019. Uh, Dr. Baden said that Epstein experienced a number of injuries, among them a broken bone in his neck, that are extremely unusual in suicidal hangings and could occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. Baden stated that he thinks the evidence points to homicide rather than suicide. Now, what happened to Michael Baden... um, He's old as fuck uh he was the chief medical examiner of the city in new york uh blah, blah, blah. he he was the guy wow he he was actually the guy who investigated the assassination of j f keck interesting interesting um so he's been tied to a couple of uh quote unquote conspiracy theories. Uh, wow, well, he fucking worked on the O.J. Simpson case too, and George Flut. Holy shit! Um, so uh, no, nothing, nothing really happened to this guy. I don't know. There was another guy who was on Twitter, uh, another medical examiner on Twitter, that was uh, that I um, remember tweeting out about this and saying that it was uh, a homicide as well. And he basically got shut down, uh, censored, and everything you could imagine as well. Um, I can't, I can't find that information right now. I'm sorry. I do apologize that I don't have all of my facts straight right now because I woke up very late, like a piece of shit today, and I have finals to do and all sorts of good stuff. So I did not get everything that I wanted to get together for this. But anyway. People who suggested that Epstein didn't kill himself were basically being called crazy, being called, you know, being canceled, being censored, everything, et cetera, et cetera. So he obviously doesn't have a voice in this situation. And this Ghislaine Maxwell lady has been basically like parading around the world, trying to escape being convicted of the shit that, her and Jeffrey Epstein are uh, are accused of. And basically what they are accused of. Is they had this island called Little St. James. Which is in the Virgin Islands. And basically what they had was. Uh, it was like a getaway. Where they would bring uh, powerful people. And basically it was just like a fuck island. You know. They would have all these girls there um you know some of age yes certainly a lot of them underage uh and they would bring these powerful people and they would show them a good time they'd have champagne you know they would bring them all sorts of these girls or you know they could have sex with them etc etc and uh one thing that they did on top of that was basically film a lot of this they would film government officials blah 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 uh, you know engaging in these unlawful acts of A. prostitution and B. pedophilia um, and basically use that against them uh, use that as blackmail and um, you know for certain you know what they use that for exactly I don't know but that's in a nutshell what they were doing and you know you have the likes of fucking Stephen hawking went there um bill clinton went there several times lot of a lot of powerful people so uh, it would make sense that jeffrey epstein knowing as much as he did about this being the fucking you know um the the top dog in charge of this fucked up little uh Uh, experiment he was running down there, it would make sense why somebody would want him fucking killed. And it would also make sense why this Maxwell lady has been on the run trying to avoid either A, being killed or B, being convicted of doing this shit. So this stuff that has gone on is what her fucking trial is about. So you have (laughs) lauded... Lauded uh, pioneers of science and technology, Hawking, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton. These are the types of people that we're talking about who fucking went to this place. Several of them multiple times to do this shit. These are the types. this This is what we're talking about here. This is fucking important shit. And this is shit that's going (coughs) by and large it's being censored and it's being underreported and you can't tell me that it's some fucking coincidence that you know media outlets and the government are trying to you know poo-poo this situation and boast about coronavirus I, I mean you tell me which is more important to be talking about to be reported properly. To be uncovered, basically. a Coronavirus, after almost two years of knowing how it's not that dangerous, or a bunch of fucking, of the, the world's most powerful people engaging in the one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard. Of. That any of us has ever heard of. That's just me. Uh, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. And, you know, how if, if the media and the government is not talking about this and trying to expose the great injustices that has happened in this group, in this circle of people, if, if, you, can't, if you can't fucking trust the media and our elected officials to make this a priority, to make this, to report the truth, About this. How could you fucking trust them. To do anything. So this is just further proof. You had this COVID bullshit. And this trial. These things. are uh, the, The difference between these two things. Is fucking night and day. And one is taking up. Everybody's fucking time. And energy. While the one that's truly important. In finding out. What the fuck is going on with this inner group of powerful people, is the one that's falling by the wayside. How is that even possible? How is that possible? And if that doesn't break your trust with all of the shit, then I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, this is the number one thing that should break anyone's trust in the institution, and rightfully so. I mean, between the island of Little St. James, and I encourage everyone to go look up um, Bohemian Grove as well. Bohemian Grove is, like, another, like, little island, or somewhere off, like, or it's not an island, it's, it's like some little resort somewhere in fucking... California, in, like, desert California, that's basically this little place where a lot of these same powerful people get together and they fucking, like, worship owls and shit, some weird fucking sadistic, satanic shit that these people are involved in, man. And, like, (laughs) they want you to think that this shit is fucking crazy because... They don't want you to know that these people are engaging in all of this fucked up shit because how would you? Because that, that they know that that's where the trust lies. Like look that shit up. Look up the island of Little Saint James and look up Bohemian Grove and get back to me and tell me whether or not you fucking still trust our government and our media. It's going to, I mean, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, what are we going to fucking do? Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're obviously not going to overthrow the institution. Like, it's way past that point. But all I'm trying to encourage my loyal listeners is to disengage and, you know, um, have your, have your and, you know, uh, the people, you know, have your best interest in mind and stop getting involved in this, um, you know, globalized, uh, mass hysteria about all of this shit. Think for you like, like live in your own self. Stop engaging in all of this other shit. Because you're wasting your fucking time. You're wasting your time. Truly. Deleting Twitter, deleting all this shit. You know, if you want to watch like CNBC, you know, about the fucking businesses and shit, like that's great, good for you, you want to make some money, God bless. But engaging in this, you know, COVID hysteria and, you know, uh, this politic hysteria where, you know, there's so much hate and engaging in that hate and, you know, actively hating, um, the way that people who don't agree with you act or think, you know, I could not, that's, that's my whole point is just disengage from all of that bullshit because all of that hate that's, that's being, that's being built and is being thrown around right now is built is constructed on a fucking uh on a fucking uh, ground of lies. It's just all just bullshit. Like you're arguing and hating other people off of a institution that just fucking feeds you lies no matter where you stand. And that that is probably, uh, I mean, you know, one of the greatest injustices that's going on right now. I mean, there are a lot of bad shit going on to people, no doubt about it. But the fact that our institution is, is doing this to us and creating this hate is just as bad as anything you can imagine, at least in America, obviously in other places, there's a lot more fucked up shit going on than that. But I encourage you all to take a second to think about that and how, where, where you stand in this fucking, you know, assembly line of hatred and and maybe what you can do to kind of get out of it and get out of this, um, get out of this, uh, pool of bullshit that they're all feeding us and, and look into some of these things that I'm talking about. All right. We got 15 seconds to wrap it up here. Uh, I hope that we go undefeated again, once again, in the NFL. And everybody go look this shit up and have a great day.